Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. We hope we find you well. Thanks for tuning us in. With me as always, my friend Stephanie. Stephanie, what's up, man? Well, good morning, Doug. Wow. On this Wednesday morning, there's school going on. Um, fall is in the air. I am not decorating for fall yet because it is August. Yeah. But um, definitely we're back in school. I've got a kid, new kid getting braces and you know, all that fun stuff going on. So. so I think, I think about half of Stephanie's kids have some kind of brace wear now and it's, you Two, know what? But it feels like half. I thought it, Sammy had something and I thought that, uh, uh Samuel, does have reta- yeah. Samuel wears a retainer. So I guess that makes three. Yeah. Sam doesn't have braces yet. Oh, okay. he just has a retainer. Oh, so and Joe doesn't so. have anything. So I'm messed up. No, it's only so three. three. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's okay. I had one out of yes, two of mine. I'm hoping you don't get 50%. Because 50% of eight is a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, man. 50% or two wasn't oh. bad. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, we've been banging through uh, the Army value words and words associated with Army values. We've done loyalty and duty. And today we want to use the term respect. We want to talk about that word with the army value system and with the Christian value system. And I think respect. And so I still remember this without even having to look it up. It's, it's treat people the way you want to be treated and the way they deserve to be treated. And, and, and I remember respect was always one of those things we would talk about in the army and it would always come down to this. It would always say, Hey, people are going to have bad days. Uh, you know, at some point, so in my life, by the time I got out of the army, it's like I outranked everybody in my sphere of influence, if you know what I mean. I had a general, I had people around me that outranked me, but I mean, in my sphere of influence, there was the only officer in my command in the retention business was the command in general because, and yeah. so it was a four star general. So I, I kind of, so respect for me. As people think respect in the military only goes one way. Now, in the military, we talked about respect going two ways and respecting one another and loving each other. And I went out of my way every day of my life to respect that youngest private and the the guy who had the same rank as me that was just under me. I went out of my way to respect everybody exactly the same. I wanted to love them. I wanted to, uh, you know take these opportunities that I was given to share the gospel with them, to care about them, to, to let them know that I was proud of them for being in the army. Uh, and just, just really being respectful. And uh, you know, the Bible says in Romans twelve ten. I love Romans. It says, be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another, uh, over in Matthew seven twelve. therefore all things whatsoever you would that men should do, uh, do you, to you, do ye, even so to them, for this is the law said, and the prophet. So I think what, I think what's going on when we look at respect, respect is a big part of our life, Stephanie. And you know what respect does? It determines who you are. 
it's, yeah. a, it's a character thing. It determines who you are. You know, I can't tell you how many times in a week I'll talk to a pastor or something and they'll say, well, this person has character. Uh, or, you know, I believe this guy has character. Or like the other day I was at a church on a Sunday and, and the pastor was describing his secretary and he said, this is a woman of good character. I have a lot of respect for her. So I think when we, when we look at this term respect and, and in godly terms, I mean, we better, we better be loving people. We better be respecting people because they're children of God. And I mean, what do you think it's Stephanie? Yeah, I think it's, <clears throat> I would call respect common decency, but it's not anymore. Yeah. And, um, it's not it's, common. Yeah. And it's, it's horrible that we live in such an evil world that <clears throat> even people who proclaim themselves as Christians have absolutely no idea or seem to have no risk, no idea of what respect means. You know, it's, it's one thing to, you know, we understand we're not always, everybody in the world isn't always going to agree on every little thing. And that's just life. Yeah. But when it, but when it goes to a level of not only do I not agree with you, I'm going to be out to make sure that I make your life as miserable as I can possibly make it because I hate you. you yeah. Because you're not yeah. like me. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is the height of disrespect and dishonor because What's that verse that talks about in love preferring one another? Oh, brotherly um, love prefer, yeah. And where respecting each other's beliefs, respecting each other's that, and I'm not talking where sin's involved. I'm talking just common decency, respecting each other. And yeah. um, this has been this is a kind of a tough topic for me at the moment because there's you know there's some people I really want to just go up to and say. You're being a jerk. You're being a knucklehead. Has the thought ever crossed your mind to show me common, decent respect? Yeah. And it hasn't. And that's just life with some people. And so coming to terms with that and then saying, God, please work in my heart so that I will never do this to someone else because it is the height of, of just plain old wrong. Yeah. No, I agree. And, and, and just not even having to add to that, cause it really doesn't need it to be, be add to, except to give an example. I think and an example of that, I see a lot in families and where I'm counseling people. And it seems like I counsel groups of people for some reason in families, you know, I, I have five or six families that over the last year I've worked with and three or four of them moved along, but I always find one of the problems people have is people want to place their own values on other people. And I'm not talking standards. I'm not talking that God says this. I'm talking stupid philosophical things that have really nothing to do with God. Well, these people better like these people too, or, or, you know, my sister used to do this or my brother. I mean, those are the stupidest things I've ever heard. You know what? We grow up and we're all a little different. You know, there's a reason that Baskin Robbins has 31 flavors. There's a reason that you go to a Coke machine and there's five or six different to choose from. Uh, Respect is respecting somebody, even if they don't agree that they should drive a Chevy or a Honda or whatever your choice of vehicles are. Uh, Respecting somebody. And I've seen people fight over the color of a church. Uh, I heard about a church split one time because they painted the church without having a committee. Uh, I know when we went to paint our church in Virginia, back when we had the good pastor before the knucklehead took over, uh, 
Pastor Coles put hired a painting uh, engineer or what do you paint an architect or whatever. All right. Yeah. Interior decorator. And he put the colors the interior decorator chose on a board out in front of the church so everybody could walk in and see the colors that they had to hire somebody to put out there. So people wouldn't say, well, I didn't get opinion. And pastor would say, nobody did. We hired a painting crew. <laughs> There's a few hundred of you people that are going to be fighting with each other and we're not going down that road. And, yeah. uh, and, and I think folks respect comes in where you go, you know what? That's not my favorite color. That's not my favorite car. That's not, but I respect them. They're serving God. They're doing the right thing. Who am I to not like them because they're not exactly like me? And, uh, yeah. you know, and who am I, I, you know, get over it. You know, people need to grow up and yeah. whatsoever you do, do heartily grow up, man. The, you know, the Bible does talk about growing up. It says to be a man and uh, be a woman, be a lady. So that's, that's respect. Anyway, I want to move into our verses, Stephanie, because we got six to do today, which is crazy. So if we can do them all, we'll set a new record and we'll play one of these things that I think are bells. But uh, anyway, and I haven't, <laughs> I haven't played Stephanie's angel thing in a while and I'm not sure which one it is. Hang on. Let me try this. There's nothing there playing. Oh, no, that's an applause. All right. All right. So I don't know which one it is, so we're leaving it alone. All right. But here we are. We're on Proverbs 24, 29. The only one I know is the commercial one. Who hath woe? So think about that. It says here in Proverbs 24, 29, who hath woe? Who have sorrow? Who have con contentions? I do. Who have babbling? Who have wounds without cause? Who have redness of eyes? They that tarry long at wine, they that go to seek mixed wine, look not thou upon the wine when it is red, when it giveth his color in the cup, when it is moveth itself all right. At the last is biteth like a serpent and stingeth like an adder. Thine eyes shall behold strange woman and thine heart shall utter perverse things. Yeah, thou shall be as that lieth down in the midst of the sea, or as he that lieth upon the top of a mast. They have stricken me, shalt they say, and I was not sick. They have beaten me, and I felt it not. When shall I awake? I will seek it yet again. And so here we go, and, and, and there's a lot going on. And it says, uh, uh, Solomon, I think in that first verse is coming right out and says, who doesn't have, you know, enemies, contentions, <laughs> complaints, wounds, red eyes? Who hasn't worked too hard? Who hasn't done all these things? Who hasn't been through these things? And, 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 and then he's talking about lingering long on wine. And we know that the wine that Christ made was new wine. It hadn't fermented. And, but he's talking about who hasn't done this, you know, drank or, or got themselves sick or these bad things. And, uh, and, and he go, then he talks about it, it bites you like a serpent. And then uh, talking about lying down in the midst of the sea and uh, all these different things. You know, I think Solomon's coming out, and this is what I think he's saying. He's saying, uh, who hasn't had junk in their lives? Who yeah. hasn't been through junk? Who hasn't felt bad? Who hasn't stayed up all night crying? Who hasn't had red eyes? Who hasn't done that in the last month? Raise your hand. I can't raise mine. Uh, who hasn't done that in the last year? Everybody else raises their hands. I mean, we've all been there. Every one of us have been there. And, and so I think, you know, the Lord is reminding Solomon or inspiring Solomon to say to us, hey, we've all been there. Folks, hang on one second. Let's go ahead and let these stations do what they got to do. We'll be right back.
So, Stephanie, who hasn't been through junk? Anyone? Ain't nobody I know. <laughs> I don't think there's anybody out there that hasn't been through junk. I mean, a lot of 24-hour-old babies have already been through junk. Yeah. I mean, just, just being born is some junk. <laughs> but, Man, I didn't um, want to come out. I think I still remember that. I'm like, leave me in here. Man, I, was, I came out a full-grown toddler. And, uh, I know. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was five pounds less than my the twins ahead of me that are three years older. Oh my word. When I was born. But and 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 you know what? Boy, what a picture it gives us here though, Stephanie. A picture of what booze, a picture of what drugs, a picture of what going down the wrong road looks like, a picture of what sin and where it can leave you. It gives us a picture there. And it's a tough picture. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I um actually my grandpa my grandparents came out of um drinking and they their lifestyle before they came to know the Lord was very rough and they were on a fast course towards divorce. Mm. And my dad was a little boy and you know he he remembers that lifestyle and how awful it was and how destructive it was. Yeah. And so this is a very, and I, and I, you know, I have a relative that's, that has played with this so much and, and a lot of factors why he, why he's destroyed his life, but this has been one of them again. And I've never seen a situation or heard of a situation where when liquor, beer, wine, any of it was involved, it did not end badly. Yeah. Neither, neither have I. And Yeah. And, and just to be honest with you, I'm, I'm somebody who drank. I wasn't a drunk. Uh, I didn't drink long. I quit drinking uh, long, uh, long before I knew the Lord. And, uh, uh, and I thank God for that. I mean, he put some things in my life where I didn't drink. I wasn't chasing after people. I wasn't hurting people. But this is what I, I think, Stephanie, and, and you've seen an awful lot of hurt. It seems like uh, a lot of the women we deal with, a lot of the women who come to camp, Boy, they've been through some of the most terrible things ever, and some of them find themselves looking for, is peace the right word, or looking for comfort mm. in all the wrong places? I, I mean, yeah. t- tell us about that. Well, there's a sense in which, yes, we live in a world that's craving peace, that's craving right, and I remember after Charles was killed and there was a lot of pile up at that point in my life. Um, more than I, I mean, when, when you've been through abuse, I think you come to the point of you just box things up and it's like you have a storage shed and you just keep boxing stuff up and sticking it in that storage shed because life has to keep moving. Yeah. And so I had a full storage shed by the time Charles died and I remember in those in those weeks and days after he died, thinking to myself, I want to do anything. I'm willing to do anything to just be out of being in so much pain. Yeah. And I had a new understanding and a new sympathy, if I can put it that way, for people that go down this trail in the effort to get out of their pain, in the effort. Yeah. To forget. 
Yeah. And without the Lord Jesus Christ, where is a human left? Where is a human um, going to find comfort? And Satan is going to be right there every single time with temptations like this for someone who's been through a lot because his goal is to steal, kill, and destroy. And to come back to the fact that the alternative to this is what Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. And yes, Satan has done a lot um, to steal, kill, and destroy, even me personally. But Jesus keeps coming back saying, and I'm still come that you can have life and that you can have it more abundantly. And the solution I think the greater the problem, the greater the trauma, how much greater does Jesus become because of that? How much bigger and how much more lovely and how much more precious does Jesus become? Because we do have to have comfort. We do have to have something to fill that void of that hurt. And wine is not the answer. Getting drunk is not the answer. Doing something foolish that you'll regret the rest of your life isn't the answer for a temporary problem um, or even long-term scars and wounds. The solution is Jesus Christ. The solution is that he gives us his comfort. He gives us the comforter to dwell in us, to abide with us, to be there. Um, John 15 has become very, very precious to me over this last week um, because of the fact that God's been taking me through a very, 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 very hard purging process. And I haven't been tempted to drink, but your, your brain throws up and cries out all of these whys. Why God, why did you allow this? How could you possibly have loved me and let this happen? But then Jesus says, I'm purging you. This is how I'm creating in you a clean heart so that you will bear more fruit for me. And that's that the solution to life's problems isn't to be immoral. It isn't to get involved with a strange woman. It isn't to get yourself drunk. It isn't to do drugs. It isn't to do all of these temporary life-changing and life-altering and life-damaging things, all of which are negatives. It's it's to purge us. It's to draw us closer to him. It's to teach us that trusting him is always the best option. It, it's, it's so that someday when we see him bring beauty out of ashes, we will know beyond a shadow of a doubt it is God doing it because we humanly know how broken we are and we know it's impossible for us to heal ourselves. Yeah. And, and just seeing those words, they have stricken me. And, and these are choices we make. I mean, there's people out there right now taking medicines and going through stuff. And, and, and Stephanie and I are, uh, fight health issues. You know, honestly, we do. And so does my wife, Debbie. And so does probably all of you at some level or another. You, you fight things. And, and this is talking about a group of people that are bringing on their own stuff and they're feeling icky. You know, we, we, we just want to feel good. We just don't want to yeah. feel icky. This no is way. talking about a group of people that's bringing on their own junk. You know, uh, what is what is the proverb there where, where the prudent foreseeeth the evil? Yeah, the prudent foreseeeth the evil. Yeah. And so we, hey, this isn't a good idea. You know, uh, it's not a good idea to go out and get hammered and do drugs and to stay out all night. That's not a good idea. 
it's not a good idea. You know, accountability, you know, we, we have, I'm constantly telling people, you know, part of self handicapping is, is, is not taking care of yourself. And, and people hate hearing that, you know, um, I, I hated hearing it, you know, when I went on a health plan and lost a bunch of weight, but I think what con- what concerns me here, Stephanie, is the other side of that. You know, it's not those of us who are chasing down doctors and taking care of our bodies and making sure we're okay. This is talking about, well, I'm going to go out and just get drunk and do drugs and do the wrong things and, yeah. and, and be yeah. stricken by that. You know, yeah. and to me, that makes no sense. And so, folks, if you're listening to me, don't be that person that brings on all this bad stuff in this temple that God gave you. You know, taking care of this temple is a hard thing, you know, and don't, <laughs> don't, don't be throwing other stuff in there to mess it up. And I, I think that's what we're getting at there. So, Stephanie, we started out and we, we came to this word respect. We started out about respect and uh, we talked about, you know, the verse you had mentioned again there, Romans twelve ten, being affection one to another with brotherly love, preferring one another. And, and you know that idea of preferring one another, this kind of goes against what we were talking about with loyalty. You know, because yeah. you have those people that bail out on you and treat you like dirt, people you love, people you grew up with, people, whatever. And, yeah. and, and they, they, they have nothing. But this is telling us, well, wait a minute. We're supposed to be preferring one another. We're supposed to be preferring the brethren, even if they're not 100% exactly like me, even if I don't like them, you know, exactly what they're doing. Uh, I still got to respect them and love them. I still got to move forward. And somewhere along the way, we've, we've set these tribes against one another. You know, people are throwing us out of one tribe and throwing us into another. You know, we've all ended up in a tribe since the ministry split. We're in the coolest tribe ever. We're having like, I think if somebody was to measure tribe funds since we left the other ministry, we would be 10 to 20 times more fun than the other tribes have. Maybe 100. <laughs> We're definitely a better looking group. So, I mean, when you get, <laughs> I, we probably shouldn't be laughing like this, but I think we, so folks, you get to be part, if you respect people, you get to be part of the cool tribe and uh, you, you get to hang out with us. And uh, so I, I think respect, and I don't want to mock this. I know I have 30 seconds left. Let me say this to you. Respect goes both ways. You go out and give respect to everybody and you expect it from other folks. And if they're not giving it to you, go back to that loyalty clause. And folks, those verses we covered, don't be hurting your own bodies. Don't do that. We're out trying to help yeah. our bodies. We want to feel well. We want to do things right. Yeah. We don't want to hurt our bodies. If we know something's going to go wrong, and, and, and Proverbs is all about wisdom and foolishness, and we know on the wise side, we need to be prudent. We need to take care of ourselves, and taking care of ourselves is not pouring Jack Daniels down our throat and, and, and doing yeah. drugs and stuff like that. That's not taking care of ourselves. Well, we love you guys, and we'd love to help you in any way we can, helpful and spirits do not forget the camp there's still time to get signed up out there for camp joy wisconsin go out to camp joy's website give them a call out there talk to john moore get signed up we want to be with you 12 through 16 september we really did we're able to dedicate that week and all of our time to you guys we really want to do that so we sure do love you folks we hope you have a great day hey wear the smile that only god can give you today bye-bye Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. 
First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.